This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. It is Silver and Black today, the post-game edition, listening to us as an Odyssey original podcast, or you're listening to us on The Bet in Las Vegas. Thank you all for being with us. Scott Branson, along with Murph from Raiders Fan Radio with our voice of the fan. Also, my partner in crime, my co-host here on Silver and Black today, always, that is Mr. Mo Moten. He is the NFL senior writer at Bleacher Report. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Murph is at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F, and I am at L-V Gully. All right, Mo, we got you in now. Murph and I have been uh, going on and on about Aiden O'Connell, about the Raiders and what's going on. Give us your reaction. What did you like tonight, and what's the big storyline for you? I like the fact that Murph was able to tell the future with his facial expression after I (laughs) 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 quote tweeted him about Brian Hoyer getting snaps today. Yes. But no, but no, seriously, I, I think in all honesty, I think Aiden O'Connell wrapped up the quarterback two position tonight. I mean, the offense was crisp when Jimmy Garoppolo was in the game, stagnant when Brian Hoyer was in, also threw a pick six. And then it was flowing again once Aiden O'Connell got back in the game. So to me, it's very clear. It's Jimmy Garoppolo, it's Aiden O'Connell, then it's Brian Hoyer. I said this on Twitter, rest that Brian Hoyer's value is in how he's able to help develop the young guys on that roster. He could be the teacher or the mentor. Don't want to see him too much on the field. But if he's in there just teaching Aiden O'Connell how to be a pro, how to pick up that offense because he has experience in Josh McDaniel's offense, that's the way he could be an asset as a teacher, not so much as a player. Yeah, absolutely. And we 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 talked a lot about the quarterbacks as well. And before we get out of the show here, we'll, we'll I want to talk about the defense a little bit. But um, Mo, we both both Murph and I were just so impressed again with Aiden O'Connell for a, a lot of reasons, not just his accuracy, not the throws he made. But also what he doesn't do, and that is 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 make errors, uh, unforced errors. Number one, I talked a lot about even when he was flushed out of the pocket and the play was not going to happen, he would throw the ball on the outside shoulder on the sideline so that if anyone's going to get it, the receiver would get it, even if the receiver had a very small chance of making a play. He did that three or four times tonight, and to me, that's just so impressive for a kid coming out of college that's not been in live NFL action. I don't care if you're playing third stringers or not. The reality is he's making very good mental decisions on the field within the system. He's not breaking out of it. He's not freelancing. He's doing what they're asking. I think he's very well aware of his, of his skill set. And what I mean by that, remember, Scott, last week I said this. I said one of his most important plays is when he was able to pump fake and get the defender to jump so he can throw the ball away. 
Yep. Most rookie quarterbacks take a sack there. They take a 10-yard loss and back their offense up. Aiden O'Connell understands he's not the most mobile quarterback, so he's not going to try to outrun a defender. You know how many times I saw Baker Mayfield early in his career try to outrun defenders and get caught? It's like, Baker, you don't run a 4-4. Stop. Aiden O'Connell understands he's not the most mobile quarterback. He's, he understands he's not swift on foot, so he has to be crafty. And to be able, again, to be able to pump fake, get the defender to jump so he can not take a loss, throw the ball away, and live the plane up the down, shows that he has the intellect. He has the football IQ. He understands his skill set. He understands his strengths and his weaknesses. And that's why he's able to make those quick decisions in the pocket. He knows what his arm strength is. He doesn't have quite a cannon. I know we were trying to push the Irish cannon nickname. He doesn't have quite a cannon. <laughs> but he can make he can make all the throws on every level of that field. And you saw you've, you've seen that in the last two preseason games. He can go deep, he can go short, he can go intermediate. And I think I think that's exactly what you want to see out of your back quarterback. Smart, gets the ball out quick. Decisive, decisive decisions in the pocket, and he showed that. And I, and, I, and that's a part of the reason why I think he is sewed up the quarterback two position. We don't need to see the third preseason game to know that Aiden O'Connell should be QB two by week one. Midtown Mo with another great, uh, a great point. And by the way, Raider Worm on YouTube Mo is said that Midtown Mo tonight is midnight Mo. Yeah. So yeah, there you that, go. I love we, it. This that, show, that's, that's another mid- T-shirt. This, the nicknames coming out of this show tonight are just insane. Murph, I want to start <laughs> I want to start with you on the next subject, which is the defense. I told you earlier, quickly in passing, that I'm just really impressed with the way the front of this defense is playing constant pressure up front, which is mind-boggling because the seven years I've covered the Raiders, I have not seen that consistently up front uh, since since Khalil Mack was there. Uh, but also the fact that it seems like this team, they're deficient in talent on defense still. Linebackers, I was still, I was like, eh, watching some of the linebacking play tonight. But at the same time, the Patrick Graham system seems to be sinking in with the veteran players, and then the young players coming in seem to be adopting it well, adjusting it well, and that communication seems to be there. And you know, and I, I, I'm pushed back just a little bit. And of course, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crazy That's fan. Okay. And I, I, you know what I mean? I get, ex- <laughs> I get excited about the smallest things, but like, like what, what, like Curtis Bolton, like watching him play in these past two preseason games, that dude is flashed, man. Like if, if, if Trey Tucker's my guy on the offensive side of the ball, Curtis Bolton's my guy on the, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, we saw Spillane have some plays early on Luke Masterson, man, that was kind of my guy last year. And he's just, he hasn't really jumped off the screen or the field and what he's had going on. But, but Curtis Bolton, like he it's I thought he was smaller than what he is. For some reason, I was thinking he was more like a DB build, but he's not, he's like six foot two twenty eight, and the dude can freaking move. And the way that like, I guess maybe because he's a number 36 and like, I just equate that my old brain to a, to a DB, but like the, the, when you and you see him and the and where they have him playing and the way that he he'll he'll get in there. I think he did he have a sack tonight or almost had a sack tonight or like he was. I mean that guy has been flashing all over the field in the preseason and like so I, I'm a I'm a big fan. I think that we underrate. Just like we did on the offensive line last year, I think we underrated the Raiders' confidence in Carmen Brasillo and his ability to coach up the existing offensive line. I think we're underrating Patrick Graham. And listen, I'm not a big fan of D coordinators with PG for initials, but like <laughs> I think that there's a there's a world where Patrick Graham has got the guys that he wants that are plug and play. And I think that we see these guys, you know, start to have some success. Players that we didn't expect. Like I didn't go into this offseason thinking like, oh, Curtis Bolton's going to be the guy that 
that's going to be, you know, be balling out in the preseason, but he's on every play. Like that guy's all over the field. So I don't know, man. I, I, again, yeah, please Mo, tell me. <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with Murph here. I actually, I was hey! just on my Bleacher Report Live and I said the linebacker core, the back end of it, is showing me something. Now, they're not making the splashy plays, all the sacks. I'm right, Bernie had a splashy play at a sack last week, but Drake Thomas, an undrafted rookie with 12 tackles, one for loss today. As, as Murph said, Curtis Bolton is a different player. I think Vic Tabor said this at practice. He said Curtis Bolton looks like a different player. And Antonio Pierce, who's the Linebackers coach said that Bolton is playing more off-ball linebacker this year, so I think he can get a lot more snaps on the defense and not just be a special teamer. Darian Butler isn't going anywhere. As Murph said, Luke Messon not really showing me much. I think Darian Butler is ahead of him on the in the pecking order, but he's another one who's been all over the field. So I think Bolton, Bernie, and uh, Bernie, Drake yeah. Thomas, th- those guys, and Butler, I-, I think those guys are showing that they're not the bottom of the barrel. They, they may be able to no, contribute this year. And I, and, and I think, I, not to say that they're starters, because that's right. supposed to be Divine Diablo and Robert Spillane. They're supposed to be the two lead guys. But I think the depth is there, and I think those guys are growing into their position. And the other thing that's important is, it was noted that Curtis Bolton's communication has improved on the practice field. He, he's a veteran. He's about 27 years old, going to be 28 in December, I believe. So he's not young. But it, let's say if something happens where Devon Diablo is not in the field and you need a communicator in the middle of that defense, Curtis Bolton can actually be that guy. He can. Uh, Mo, we God, have, if 27, go ahead, almost 28 is not young, then you and I are in big trouble. <laughs> for football years. that go, Yeah, football years, that's for sure. <laughs> um, we got about five minutes left, guys. Um, let, me, let me ask you this, Mo. Uh, you look at that, that, that entirety of the Patrick Graham defense – and are you getting the same sense that I am too? It just seems as though even when they get they get the ball moved on them a little bit, we saw the Rams with a couple nice drives in the game for sure. It just seems though they're they're in the right spot. They might not make the play, but to me, they seem to be the coaching staff. I think deserves a ton of credit because I think these players have grasped this. And they are doing what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in the play. There was a couple of minutes. A lot of people talking about Meek Robertson having a bad, a bad night. It happens. Everybody does. But clearly, these guys have a good grasp of what this defense is supposed to run like. And they're out there doing it. I have a comment about Isaiah Polamau's interception, his pick six. Because yeah. I was just on Bleach Report Live. And a lot of people said, well, the ball went right to him. And my counter to that is, how many times have the Raiders defenders had Wide open interception, it just goes through their hands. How many times have we said that about Raiders defenders where you, you got to bring in those easy interceptions? you got to bring in those easy interceptions. And then Isaiah Polamalu finally does it, and then people are, are saying, oh, that was an easy interception. How many times have we watched Trayvon Merrick, Amari Bernie last week, and Duke Shelley each dropped an interception? Amik Robinson dropped an interception tonight. So Raiders defenders have been dropping easy interceptions over the past years. Isaiah Polamalu brings this one in, and not only brings it in, but takes it home for a pick six. And I think that part of that is the ball hawking mentality that we heard from training camp. You bring in a Marcus Peters who not only picks off passes, but he's trying to score. And I think that's important because even if Isaiah Polomau is stopped short of the touchdown, he sets that offense up for, for you know, five yards out from, from the goal. And I don't want to say it's an easy drive, but it's a gimme at that point that you could just run it in, you know, two to five yards and get your six points. So I think it's important that he, number one, held on to the football, got the interception, but also would have put his offense in good position, even if he didn't score the, on the pick six. 
Absolutely. Um, as we close out the show, a couple things. Number one, and I know there's a lot of good things going on for the Raiders, but I think you're going to see, and tell me both if you guys disagree, I think, again, the story is going to be Aiden O'Connell just because he's playing so well as a rookie. And again, it's not like he's going to uh, fight for the starting position here. I, I don't think anybody has that expectation but it continues to be a very good story. We had some folks in the chat saying it's only a story with Raider fans. It's not a national story. That's not true. I mean, Pro Football Talk, Rich Eisen, a bunch of shows did stories on him. It's a national story. He's now put two of these games together. It's going to be a bigger national story. You agree with me on that, Murph and, and, and Mo? Totally agree, man. I think that it's it, it's it not only is it becoming a national story, but like if if two weeks ago, were any of us comfortable with the idea that, okay, what's the big knock on Jimmy G? He's injury prone. Okay, so if he gets hurt, what are we going to do? We're screwed, right? Well, now, like, at least the feeling amongst, you know, the the, the folks that, that I interact with in, in terms of the Raiders fan radio inner circle and our, our fandom, we're not sweating it. If Jimmy G goes down for a few weeks, like, bye. Like, we're, we'll be okay. I mean, I'm not saying that, again, well, or maybe he will go undefeated, Aid O'Connell, and, and marches to a Super Bowl. But <laughs> if, if in the case that that doesn't happen, at least can he go in there and be efficient enough, which is what you want out of your backup quarterback, to lead, look, look at what Marcus Mariota did as a backup. Look what Jared Stidham did as a, as, as a backup. Can you efficiently run the offense and put the team in a position to be successful and potentially win the football game? Is there anybody out there that doesn't think that at this point, Aiden O'Connell isn't capable of that I would challenge you if you said you didn't think so because the thing that was clutch there Scott is like what you said is that now it's two in a row it's one thing to do it once but can you do it again what have you done for me lately Janet Jackson right like did you do it a second time and I think that that's the thing that really freaking drove it home for me I'm gonna let you close out uh, this conversation Mo give me your take just a quick note Brent Sobleski, who's my colleague at Bleacher Report, is writing a national column. And he, 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 you know, he hit me up on the side and said, what is the story out of the Raiders game tonight? And I said, it's Aiden O'Connell. And he was like, of course it is. He looks great. I, I saw a tweet from one of the top guys at Pro Football Focus say, this is a pro throw that Aiden O'Connell made. He threw an absolute dime. I believe it was deep in the Rams' ter territory. A lot of people are talking about Aiden O'Connell. And as Murph said, if – if Jimmy Garoppolo was a guy, if he was an Iron Man, never missed a game or barely missed any time, the Aiden O'Connell story wouldn't be as big. But the fact that we we kind of expect Jimmy Garoppolo to miss, you know, at least a couple or a few games, it's a big deal because your backup is probably going to have to play behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and you yep. have to be ready for that. And you and if you you saw the game, you don't want that to be Brian Hoyer. I'd rather it be Aiden O'Connell, even though we only saw him twice. He showed that he's capable <laughs> enough to move that offense, albeit against backups, but he showed that he's actually earned that quarterback two spot, and Brian Hoyer hasn't. So I think because of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history, as Murphy alluded to, it is important. It is a big story. It is a big story, and that's going to that's gonna close out our post-game reaction show tonight. We want to thank everybody for being with us and for Mo dropping in late and doing double duty. Murph, as always coming on and being the voice of the fan make sure you check out raiders fan radio as well one nation foundation they raise money you got to check it out uh they're doing a great job make sure you get over there supports raider nation and uh, also the fred and blitnikoff foundation so guys we will talk to you this week mo I'll, I'll be back with you on tuesday we'll pick up the show guys have a good night you too scott man, all right scott 
Have a good night. See you, Murph. See you, Murph. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everybody being with us and everybody on YouTube, wherever you're watching us, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, wherever you are. Thanks for being with us here on the postgame edition of Silver and Black today, which you can hear as an Odyssey original podcast, also on The Bet in Las Vegas. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Hit us up on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're watching us as well. Subscribe. Hit the notifications bell as well. For our producer, Mike Robier, for Momotin, for Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, I am Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black today. Take care, everybody.